0: In the two-room grade school of her childhood, Rosie learned a little about angels. The sisters of St. Joseph, who were her teachers for eight years, taught her to say a guardian angel prayer before recess, once in the morning, once in the afternoon. The nuns seemed to believe that recess was more dangerous than sitting in the classroom, so Rosie and her friends were taught to invoke the angels before being sent out to play on that schoolyard of dirt and sparse grass. The product of a mixed marriage, that is, a lapsed Methodist and an Irish Catholic, Rosie knew from an early age not to ask her parents too many questions about God, saints, angels, or of course sex none of these was a fit topic for family discussions around the dinner table so even with the head start the nuns had given her Rosie did not understand that angels might actually play a role in her life as she grew older the universe sent her lessons to awaken her to angelic presence but she was a slow learner and every lesson the universe sent her included an automobile How fitting for a child of the 20th century. Rosie's father, the lapsed Methodist, was a jokester and a tease. He loved telling jokes to his friends, and he teased his six children. He didn't tease his friends. He didn't tease Rosie's mother. But he teased his children all the time. On Hot midwest summer nights before air conditioning changed the world rosie's family would go for a ride the children there were five of them at that time would get ready for bed pajamas on teeth brushed and then pile into the big wood trimmed station wagon for a ride along the country roads surrounding their little town The point of going for a ride on those hot summer nights was to feel the breeze blowing in from the open windows and the gentle rocking of the slow-moving car on gravel roads. Another important part of the ride was the singing. Rosie's father loved to sing. He taught his children, show me the way to go home, and I've got sixpence, and down by the old mill stream, among others. In the car, they sang loudly and often, their father providing the tenor harmony to the children's melody. Rosie's mother, the Irish Catholic, didn't sing along. She just listened. No one knew what she was thinking as she listened to them, but then no one ever knew what she was thinking at all at all. But that's a different story. So, on those summer evenings, Rosie's father would drive over roads of gravel or dirt, taking his singing children wherever it suited him. But no matter how far he wandered during those rides, he always ended up, and here we come to what was for him the real point of those evening drives, he always ended up at the dangerous bridge. The dangerous bridge, northwest of town, had been abandoned when the more modern model was built half a mile upstream. The old bridge was simply allowed to rot away, forgotten by most people in the town, but obviously not forgotten by Rosie's father. Plastered all over the old bridge were signs that read, Danger! and Keep Off! But there was no actual barrier that closed the bridge to traffic. This was a laissez-faire approach to public safety. What they really needed was a big sign saying, You there! You! With the station wagon full of frightened children! Do not cross this bridge! This means you! But there was no such sign. The wooden planks of the bridge had rotted through in many places. The iron bridge supports were rusted. Even without the posted warning signs, it was clear that the bridge was in dangerously bad repair. And nonetheless, all of the family's summer rides ended up at this bridge. Often, lulled by the warm air, the lateness of the evening, and the singing, the children wouldn't recognize where they were until their father had pulled up to the bridge and stopped. With the engine still running, he would initiate a mock discussion of the pros and cons of crossing the bridge. Well, should we go over it, he would ask. No, no, the children would shriek.